Quarterback Sefo Lufau and wide receiver Nelson Spruce talked to the media first at Tuesday's press luncheon, followed by head coach Mike McIntyre. Any questions for Sefo? Sefo, has the sting of that game on Saturday started to subside a little bit? It's already subsided. You know, the team's looking forward to playing OSU this week and, you know, looking forward to preparing and, and playing a great defense and, you know, a great team overall. So we're definitely putting the game behind us and preparing for the next team. Have you ever thrown 67 times in a ball game? <coughs> no, uh, not even close. Uh, probably not even close to 50. Um, so it was something new to me, but you know, I'm totally fine. My arms fine, everything. So. Didn't have to ice your arm or anything else. No. Has the mindset of the team changed this week in practice and preparation? I uh, know. If anything, you know, we have to prepare even more. You know, we're coming close to, you know, achieving our goal of, of getting some wins. You know, obviously we're not getting those right now, but, you know. We're playing a lot harder, you know, and, and we're playing consistent over the four quarters, and we're not getting the results we want, but, you know, it just shows us that we have to go, you know, a little extra, a little further um, this weekend. You know, that's what we're doing, and the guys are responding well so far this week. So is the, the team's uh, distaste for losing growing this year as opposed to last year when games got out of hand very quickly? You guys starting to hit it more? Yeah, definitely. You know, um, the, you know, even after the first game, you know, the distaste was there, you know, uh, after this game, you know, it was definitely there. You know, we, we felt like we should have won that one. I mean, we feel like we should have won every game that we've played this year. And, you know, that's just our mentality this year. And, you know, we just have to be, you know, it's just being consistent and, and knowing your assignment on each play. Because you, know, you never know when the important one is, uh, which game, uh, which play turns the tide of the game. So, you know, we're just going back to work this week and, and preparing for OSU. Hey, uh, can you just talk on uh, your Nelson's connection and what makes him such a reliable target? Uh, Nelson's a really good receiver. You know, he's got good hands, good speed, uh, especially good routes, uh, which I think sets him apart from many other receivers. Um, I, I don't want to blow his head uh, too big, uh, but you know, he's a, he's a good receiver, and we'll, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> so, not not just the last play of the game, but what's going on with the goal line offense, you guys have kind of struggled down there, especially running the ball. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're definitely uh, struggling a little bit. You know, I think we converted uh, on sometimes uh, in short yardage in red zone. I think we had two other fourth downs or a fourth down and another goal line uh, spot where we converted. Uh, you know, it just, it just comes down to consistency again. You know, I harp on it a lot, but, you know, that's what I think uh, we're struggling at as a team. You know, I think we're getting better at it. You know, we're consistently fighting over a game and not just giving up as compared to last year. But um, you know, it's just it's just a little bit more heart, you know, a little bit more execution, uh, and I think we'll execute more in the red zone and in short yard situations. What challenges do Oregon State present? How much film have you watched, and what are you seeing from them? Yeah, we've watched some film on them. They'll definitely be the best defense that we've come up against this year. Uh, they're they're pretty vanilla in terms of you know what they run on defense. You know, we can uh, pretty much tell what they're going to run, but they're really sound and they have some really good guys up front in their front seven. Uh, that we'll have to be aware of, but um, you know it's just another team, and you know we're not gonna you know disrespect them or anything. But they're a good team, but you know we think that we can execute against them. Hey, Seth, you were asked about 67 passes, which is an incredible number. Uh, you only had the one pick. You also didn't get touched. I mean, you didn't get sacked in that ball game. What does that say about what those front five were doing for you all afternoon? Yeah, they did a really good job of, of keeping me up all game, and you know that's a tribute to their hard work during the week. You know. It's great being able to you know stand back there and continue to just throw the ball. Uh, you know it, the line did great last week. You know I think that some people don't believe that they've gotten better, but you know I believe that they have and they've done a really good job in the run of the pass game.
Hey, Seppo, what happens in practice when and if Nelson drops a pass? Is there a like, collective, oh my God? No. I, you know, yes, you, you, you expect Nelson to catch the ball every time, but you, know, you don't need to say, hey, you need to catch the ball. I mean, he's hard enough on himself. Um, the guys are all self-motivated, especially Nelson. Um, you know, you'll know he'll catch the next one, and you know you just kind of just move on. You know, it's not a, a common occurrence for him to drop the ball if that's what you're asking. Yeah. What uh, is there a catch you've made this season in practice or a game or even last season that you were surprised he got to or that he caught when you threw it like, oh, there's no chance he's gonna get it? How do you feel? No, I, I wouldn't say so because you know he's just such a good receiver, and we've seen you know, the different amount of catches uh, that he's made uh, in practice on the field and. You know, you kind of expect him to, you know, to make the play. You know, it's just like, you know, Nelson makes the play. You don't expect him to drop the ball. And, you know, it's just from us seeing it every day. Uh, he treats every practice like a game. And so if he drops the ball, it's, it's kind of surprising. But if he catches it, you know, with one hand in the end zone, like CSU, you know, it's like, you know, that's crazy good catch. But, like, it's Nelson Spruce. So, you know, it comes easy to him. So, obviously, uh, so you're, you're throwing Nelson a lot. But you're spreading the ball around more than you did last year. Does that speak to your comfort in the offense or the fact that you, that you guys have better weapons? You know, I think it's a mixture of both. I think that the defense is just giving us, you know, it just depends on what they give us, you know, and spreading the ball around to every receiver. We have a, an immense amount of weapons. You know, we had the same amount of weapons last year, in my opinion. Uh, you know, I just think it's more of me understanding what's going on and being able to spread the ball around to the open receiver. Uh, I think last year I got locked on a bit too much on, on one side or the other, but this year, you know, I'm more apt to go look for the open guy based on what the defense gives us. How, how fun is it to have a receiver like Nelson Spruce? Just kind of, you've used the word security blanket before, but <coughs> you figure that other quarterbacks are envious that you have a guy like that? Yeah, I'd, I'd be envious if, if another QB had a receiver like Nelson Spruce. <coughs> You know, he's, he's a great receiver. You know, we, we talk about that all the time. But, you know, he's also a great person and someone that you can hang out with outside of school, uh, talk on the sideline with or at practice. Um, I mean, you guys see all the catches he makes. You see the plays he makes. But, you know, what, what makes him a great receiver and, and envious to other QBs, which they, they probably don't know, is that, you know, he's a great person. And he's probably smiling over there right now. But, you know, you know he's just it's a great guy to be around and, uh, you know, great athlete, great person. Another question for Sefo? Question for Nelson. Nelson, how envious do you think people are that you have a quarterback like Seth up from the team? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it's every receiver's you know dream to have a quarterback that can put the ball on you in any situation. You know, even if I don't. You know, get the most separation on my route. Seth is always putting in a place where, you know, I at least have a chance. And, I mean, that's, you know, all you can ask for as a, as a receiver. Nelson, uh, uh, a lot of guys have talked about your offseason work and preparing for this year. Could you give me some little detail on uh, what you did to prepare? Um, I mean, a lot of it was just kind of building confidence going into this season. You know, the, the areas that I lacked in, you know, my downfield ability was something I worked I worked a lot on my uh, footwork off the line and in my routes. It's something I worked on a lot just so, you know, I was confident going into the season. So when, you know, I had these opportunities to make plays, you know, I was ready. Uh, have you noticed how defenses are playing you any differently from the start of the year to now? Um, honestly, I, I don't think we've seen much double coverage. Um, 
I think that's kind of a, a testament to the type of weapons we have, knowing that they can't really, you know, double cover one single receiver or guys are going to step up and make plays. So, you know, um, I haven't seen any type of, you know, adjustment so far this year. We'll see We'll see what happens, you know, further along in the season. How close do you feel like this team is to learning how to win? Super close. That was the captain's talk this morning to the team, and that's something that I touched on. Just we're right there. You know, in my four years I've been there, we've never, I mean, I've never seen the team play like this. And, you know, obviously it's not enough because we're not getting those wins, but I, I just told them, you know, we're just right on the brink of something that, you know, you can feel it almost. So, I mean, it's just a matter of keep working. You know, you can't take any steps backwards, but. I mean, I, I just tell them we're almost there. Follow up to your uh, to your offseason stuff. Physically, what did you do to gain weight, gain strength, etc.? Um, I feel pretty comfortable with my size. Um, speed was more of the and quickness was more more of what I was focused on. Um, I worked a lot with um, our strength coaches and my you know speed off the line. We did a few different drills. And then throughout camp, um, Coach Walters really helped me a lot with you know my breaks and my routes. That's something that we focused on a lot. Nelson, is there a chemistry factor that goes into you and, and Cepho having so much success, or is it more a function of the offense? Um, I mean, the offense we play in is great, you know, especially for a receiver. But I think the chemistry aspect is definitely there, just because you know at this time last year, Cepho only had one or two games under his belt. We've had this whole offseason, all camp, to you know really get on the same page. And these games we've been having, I feel like that connection is just growing even stronger. When did you first start to feel like that chemistry was there with it? I mean, I, honestly, I felt that first drive he came in at ASC last year. There was a little something because he, I mean, he completed a few to me, and then we got that touchdown on his first drive. So I mean, I honestly felt some a little bit there, but you know, nothing compared to what we have now. Can you talk a little about what you hear from the defense? I'm curious with the guys, when you make those catches, are they quick to give you a high five or do you hear a lot of? <laughs> uh, I think they get, there's a little frustration on their part during the games. But after the games, you know, they always come up to me and, you know, we, we tell each other, you know, a good game, that they respect the way I play. And, you know, that's something that's, you know, nice to hear, getting, getting that type of respect from your opponents. Uh, and is there an NFL guy that you, that you watch? Um, you know, I like to like kind of watch whoever whoever's playing and kind of pick out little things in their games that they do well. Um, there's not really one that I would say I focus on. But you know, anyone playing at that level has to be doing something right. So I kind of you know notice what they do well um, and try to you know incorporate in my game. Nelson, for the first time in quite a while, the CU offense looks like it's ready to compete with some of its Pac-12 competition and put it up big numbers and put it up big points. I remember a game a couple of years ago that you were part of against Stanford here. You guys only had 76 yards until a lot. Yeah. Seems like a far cry from now. Just talk about where this offense is at and can it sustain this level of luxury? Yeah, I mean, I think the only way is up from here. You know, we've uh, we had one year with the playbook last year, and I think you know we've the players have become you know adjusted to the playbook and we're comfortable with it. And Coach Wingren is doing a great job of calling plays, so I think he's. You know, really comfortable operating in a Pac-12, you know, game, and I think you know he's calling the right plays to put us in the right positions, and we got playmakers, you know, inside and outside that can you know make the plays and you know be productive in this league. So, you know, I think it's only going to get better from here. Nelson, your dad is always raising the bar. How do you 
where do you go from here when you have a 19 catch, 179 yards, three touchdown game? Um, you know, I just, you don't focus on the numbers really. You go back to work. I had a, I felt really good at practice today. I worked, I worked, um, you know, best I've felt all year actually. Um, so it's just a matter of going back to work, not worrying about the numbers, and just making the plays when the when the ball's turning. What would you say to uh, young receiving recruits around the country about playing under Troy Walters? I mean, I don't know if there's a better receiver coach in the nation to play under. He's a I mean, not only does he have, you know, all the knowledge of the game, you know, the, the right drills and, you know, exercises to put us through, but he's been in this position, you know. He's still the all-time leading receiver in Pac-10 history. So, I mean, won the Bolitnikov. So, he just, you know, whenever whenever he's talking, I, I'm tuned in, listening to whatever he says, you know, just hoping I can, you know, soak up whatever he says. Nelson, most of your losses, especially in conference these past few years, have been lopsided. Now you guys are in these games where you can honestly say a play here, a play there, and it could have been a different outcome. Is it harder to move on past those losses? I know coaches always say you got to put it in the past and this is a new meet, but is it harder when these games are so close and you can really tangibly see that a play here or there makes a difference? Yeah, I mean, I think it's harder just because we know how close we are, you know, to kind of turn this thing around and. But at the same time, you know, we're, we're kind of tired of being almost there. You know, we want to turn these close games into wins. So, you know, like I said, we just got to keep working, you know, keep building off what we've been doing. But, I mean, obviously there's a little extra we got to do to finish these games. Seppo said that this defense was the best that you've faced to this point. What do you see from them on field? Um, they're just a solid defense. You know, I don't know if any of their players really jump out at you as, you know, like game-changing playmakers, but they're solid. They're not going to make mistakes. You know, and if, if we make mistakes as an offense, they're definitely going to capitalize on that. So I think we got to play a mistake-free game if we want to be successful against them. More questions for Nelson? Thanks, Nelson. All right. All right. Um, the game Saturday was a uh, – if you were not a defensive coordinator on either side of the ball, either on either team, or uh, if you're not on a losing team, it was a heck of a football game for fans to watch. Um, definitely a tough loss for us. Um, and uh, one that a play here or there um, could have definitely won the football game. Um, so now we're getting ready for our next one. And uh, got a heck of a team coming in here, Oregon State. I think they're very, very good. Um, quarterback, um, Mannion can throw, can make every throw. And uh, big, um, made a lot of plays uh, throughout his career. Has some excellent receivers. Um, very impressed with Storm Woods and uh, Ward. The running backs are very, very good football players, and uh, I think they're they're running the ball a lot better. Um, it seems like to me, or they're trying to attempt to run the ball a lot better. Their line's huge. Defensively, they're very, very active. Do a lot of uh, excellent things on defense and uh, have played well. And then, of course, uh, Mike Riley. He has done a great job for a long time, and it's very re well respecting our business. So I'll take any questions from here. Coach, do you expect to have Tedrick Thompson back this week? Uh, yes, I do. You mentioned in the past that you've, in the past few weeks you feel like your team now believes they can win every game. Do you feel like last year they struggled with that belief? Uh, I don't think they would have said it. I could just tell by the way we kept playing. You know, we never, sometimes we just never came back from anything. And this team, they're always going to play now. 
might not get the end result we want, but we're going to be right there fighting for it, I believe, all the time. I really do. As a follow-up to that, is that, is that the next step to learning how to win, is starting to, you know, to believe and to, and to start to hate losing? Yeah, I think so. I think, um, you know, you have, it goes in steps. You can't, you can't jump from one to ten overnight. You wish you could, but you can't. Um, and it, I think it's a building, it's a building process um, with our team. And I definitely think that they're they're taking definitely taking steps in the right direction. And uh, um, just want to be on the other end of the score more often than we are. Can you evaluate Seppo's performance? It seemed that that might be, may have been his best game yet. I thought he played really well. I thought he made a lot of good plays. I thought that uh, he handled pressure well. He they, they threw some different things at him. We we he. Uh, Brian did a good job with him preparing him during the week, and I thought that he uh, made a lot of good plays and, and did a lot of good things in the football game. You talk about this being a building process, and sometimes that process can be painful like it was on Saturday. Are those the steps, though, that give a team something to hold on to and fuel as they make this journey? Do they need to kind of suffer some of those setbacks to, I guess, I, you, know, you don't want to have to, I wish we didn't have to suffer any setbacks. I wish we won every game there was. Um, I, I do think, though, that they understand um, where we've come from and where we're going. And uh, we all want to have been there yesterday or the day before that or the day before that. Um, so uh, the thing is you can't, you can't lose hope, which they haven't. You've got to endure and you've got to have passion. If you have those three things, if you have hope, you have endurance, and you have passion, then you can accomplish things. If you don't have all three, you can't. You got to have all three of them, and uh, the hardest one of those is the endurance factor of it, because a lot of people give up right when they're near the top of the mountain, and they don't know they're there. Um, so you just have to keep pushing, and one day you'll break through. Um, so hopefully, it's sooner than later. I know you've said that George Frazier can expect to spend his career on both sides of the ball. Uh -huh. Is he playing so well and becoming such a playmaker on offense? that, you know, you kind of ease him out of the defensive role? No, <laughs> not for us right Not at the situation we're in right now at defensive end, no. Um, there might be a time, but he's done some really good things at defensive end that you, quote, don't notice as much. He's had some hurries. He's had some big plays inside. He's had some tackles. Um, but I think the way we're utilizing him, he is not <clears throat> getting tired out, and he's, and he's not screwing up on either side of the ball. We're not over... I guess overusing him both ways, so to speak. Um, I think that he can still keep doing the role that, that he's doing now, um, and uh, we'll keep keep using him like that we're using him. Do you expect Marquise Reed back anytime soon? Um, he's been to th this week. He was kind of going, starting to go full speed, and we'll see how that goes. A couple weeks ago, fans were kind of joking around, saying, "You know, Spruce for Heisman." Now it, it keeps going, and people are kind of getting more serious about it. Do you think he deserves to be in that conversation? Oh, wow. That's a, that's a big conversation. Um, I definitely think he needs to be in the Belitnikoff conversation. I definitely think that. There's no doubt about that. Um, I think he's a heck of a football player for us. And um, y'all, everybody giggled under their breath at me when I said he's a first-team all-pack 12 receiver. I said it all fall. I said it all preseason. I mean, all preseason. I said it in the spring. And uh, that's what he is. So I think he definitely needs to be in the Belitnikoff talk for sure. Coach, do you remember the moment? Um, maybe it was back when you. Were Which moment? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you when you saw Spruce in action and thought, dang, he just has a knack for it. When, uh, was, when was that moment for you? Um, my first spring, 
here. I thought that he had a knack for making plays. I thought he had strong hands. He, he, I like to say he's always open. He's just able to separate and catch it and do something. He can jump over you and get it. And, um, and so I think he's, I think people underrate him athletically. I think that's what they do. And I hope they keep underrating him athletically. And uh, he'll just keep making plays. Mike, uh, you certainly have that passion. We saw it on display on the sideline a couple times during that Cal game. Are you cognizant of your demeanor on the sidelines? And are you at all concerned that at times a message it might send to your team? Um, I think it sends a positive message to the team. Um, they know my passion. They understand it. Um, and uh, I think they um, understand what's going on with what we're doing at all the time. You know, television zooms in on you at different times, and the players don't even notice you. They're watching the game, um, at whatever happens. Um, and uh, but I'm who I am, and that's who I'm going to be, and that's who I'll always be. Period. And uh, you can't change your personality. You can't change who you are and what what drives you, what gives you fuel. And um, I believe that um, all, if you can ask anybody that's known me my entire life and and met me at any stage along the way, they'd say I'm, I'm full of optimism and I'm full of passion. And however you want to take it, you can take it. But um, and I'll I'll, uh, uh, I'll climb any mountain and take any challenge on there is. That's always the way I've been. That's always the way I've always been. That's why I always will be. So, Mike. Uh Goal line offense, especially running the ball, uh -huh. I'm sure you already kind of struggled this year. Uh, what's going on there and how can it be fixed? Well, we, we got in a couple times and of course we didn't get in get in the, the last time there and that's something we're working on and um, and we'll just keep keep working on it. Keep finding ways to, to try to be more successful um, in that area. How do, you, how, how do you think Michael Atkins is playing? It seems that after that CSU game, he's kind of looked at the hard time gaining traction. Do you see that? Yeah, he um, played a little bit better Saturday. His ankle was bothering him the other games a little bit. Um, and uh, he was feeling better last week. And um, he did a couple of good, couple of good things Saturday. Um, and uh, hopefully that he'll do well this Saturday. Coach, after having a chance to review the film of the game the other day, did you think that the uh, the cow fumble that you guys got your hands on and were returning for a touchdown? I can't comment on any of that. Why can't you comment on it? Because I can't comment about the referees. So I'm not going to comment. Coach, I was talking to some players after practice today about Nelson. And the common theme came up that he just catches everything, whether it's in practice, whether it's in a game. Is there a catch he's made in a practice or in a game that you can remember that kind of stands out to you as you know, better than the rest or something that really amazed you or surprised you? Well, I, I think um, two catches are similar to me. The, can't, the catch he made against USC going in this end zone last year to cut us to 11 points with about four minutes to go where he jumped over the guy, caught it, was the same catch he made in the end zone in the overtime catch. Um, I think they were spectacular catches and uh, really, really good plays. Those kind of epitomize some plays he makes. Hey, Coach. Um, what would you say is the biggest difference in Nelson's play from last year to this year? Uh, well, I mean, I think last year um, he started, I don't know if the word started, he started coming. He, you know, the last half of the year he started making a ton of plays. And I think. He's just kind of doing what he did the last half of the year. 
after we got, kind of got in the swing of everything and, and um, realized the best ways to utilize him and different things that he could do. And uh, so I think that uh, I think that last half of the year on, um, he's been kind of doing that. I think he, I think last year in the uh, Cal game last year, I think he caught nine or ten passes and had, you know, had a really good game. So I think he just kind of kept going with it. How did Evan White respond to his first <coughs> extended time in the secondary? He did some good things. He did some good things. Um, and uh, you know, he's a big, good athlete, and and uh, you know, we we we. Then playing him on special teams, he made some big plays on special teams Saturday. He's getting better and better in that role, and uh, and he'll also you know play some more on defense and, and keep going from there. So uh, I thought he did a good job. I think he's going to be a, a I think he's going to be a very good a very good football player in this league. Has he picked things up pretty fast? Yes, he has. He has picked them up pretty well. You know, it's hard back there. That's the hardest place that and quarterback to pick things up. And you know, about now is he's kind of. Got his feet wet and understands it and, and, and is doing well. Has Tedrick Thompson developed to the point where when he's not out there, your, your defense, it really hurts your defense? Yeah, I, you know, Tedrick um, uh, has made a lot of big plays and made some really good tackles. And, you know, there was a few plays here and there in the game um, that uh, I think he would have been able to make. Um, but, you know, everybody else has got to keep stepping up and keep going and keep going from there. I thought that. Uh, you know, he's a, he's a good football player for us. Mike, you talked a lot about the quarterbacks in the Pac-12. How does Mannion kind of rank in the picking order? Is he a little underrated because he's Oregon State instead of a UCLA or Stanford? I, I think he's he, I think he's different style. I think that's where the, the under the different you know in today's kind of college football, the Hunleys and the Mariotas that can run around and have a they're really good quarterbacks, but they also have a little more flash. So to speak, maybe um, because of their ability to run and kind of wow you with their feet. Mannion does not wow you with his feet. You know, he's—I don't want to say he's a throwback, but I would say if he would have been in the um, early '90s or late '80s, you'd be going—they wouldn't. The other guys might not even be playing because they wouldn't be running those types of offenses, and he'd be throwing it all over the place. So um, I think that he—he uh, uh, he has that. I don't want to stereotype him, but the way people would, you know, Hunley and Mariota, all those guys are more like dual threats. He's a drop back, can make every throw, stands tall in the pocket. He is tall, but he stands tall in the pocket, and he can throw it from this hash to over there to that sidelines at 25 yards on a dart and take it and at the last second launch it 60 yards. And so he has that type of um, passing mentality. So I, I get he doesn't have the – dual threat stats, but he does have the, the passing stats. So I think that's where the maybe the difference is in today's college football for him. But I think he's very good. Last week I asked you if a coach's job was tougher to get his team ready after such a heartbreaking loss because of the way Cal lost last mm -hmm. week. Now this week, ironically, as you sort of find yourself in a similar situation, have you liked what you've seen from your team these last two days and their ability to put that in the past? Yeah, I think, they've, I think they've focused. They've come out ready to practice. They've um, doing everything we ask and just keep keep working hard. So I've, I've been pleased with what I've seen, yes. Coach, is uh, Lufau and, and Spruce comparable to any of the other duos that you've been around, that passing duo? Uh, wow. Uh, you know, I, I think uh, as they keep going, they'll keep developing. You know, we had um, uh, you know, we had David Feld and Noel Grigsby at uh, San Jose State that broke a lot of records. We also had other guys there too. 
when I was at Ole, Matt, Ole Miss, we had uh, Manning and Collins. They broke a bunch of records at Ole Miss. They've been broken since then, but I mean, they kind of those guys. So uh, as we, you know, go down through it. But I, you know, I would, I would definitely think they're those two right now, and how they're connecting and getting the job done in, in a lot of areas are, are exciting to watch. And I would think they would, they'll be a if they keep doing what they're doing, keep doing what they're doing. There'll be people, ones that Colorado will remember for a, forever. You know, they'll be in the history books for a long time. When we talk about Mannion, uh, he's not throwing, he's not putting up the stats he did last year. How much of that is them missing Brandon Cooks? Are they struggling? Trying to find that person to no, I think they have excellent receivers. Um, you know, um, Brandon Cooks was, um, I would say, dynamic. Um, you know, he could go up and get the ball in between two or th two people a lot of times, and and you know, you kind of he could man, you could trust to throw it up to him and know it's probably not going to be picked. It's either going to be knocked down or he's going to come down with it. So I think um, uh, that's still. But they and then um, I think it's um, Bolden, number six. He can fly. I think he broke his finger, so he was kind of a guy they did. You know, um, number eight um, is a really good player. Um, he um, he really catches the he can really jump and catches a lot of fade balls and a lot of things. They're they're really good, but I do think they're trying to run the football more, and I think that might be well. No, that's why their number his his numbers are down a little bit. Um, and, I, and I think at the end of the year last year they started running the football more, and I felt like they felt like that would give them more opportunities for play action and big time shots, which it does. And uh, so I think that's where they're trying to uh, balance their attack out a little bit more. As you continue to see Seppo develop, what are maybe one or two areas that you would like to see really accelerate? Wow. Uh, you know, he's really doing a lot of things good. He's throwing on the run well. He's got himself in better shape. He's running the ball better, as y'all have all noticed. And, and uh, he, uh, you know, just keep Keep working on consistently on his accuracy consistently each week, and he has improved that. And I think he can keep improving that. And I think that's just getting comfortable in the pocket and understanding right where to go and and how his feet are at different times. And uh, he is improving in those areas. Um, but I think he, he's doing a good job. Decision making coming along. Yeah, he, he's made good decisions. I mean, he's uh, you know in our games. Where we've, you know, like last week, we we're having to throw it, having to do some different things. You know, I thought he made a lot of good decisions. He had, you know, one that was a poor decision, but um, he was being pressured, trying to make a play. That happens sometimes, um, and uh, you just gotta the the, one, the quarterback's gotta forget about it and go back in the next series. And he did. He forgot about it, went back in the next series, and took us down to score, and, and did a good job there. So I think being able to put those behind him is showing a lot of maturity. Matt, continuing on with Seppo, having a guy like a Paul Richardson or a Nelson Spruce can be a security blanket for, for a quarterback. The fact that Seppo is spreading the ball and you're seeing Shea Fields and Bobo and D.D. and these guys getting involved, does that, does that show maturity in, in his development? Yeah, it shows you that he's taking his reads. He's not just looking for the, the, the one guy all the time. And uh, so that's, you know, he's done a good job of that, spreading the ball around, getting it to the backs, getting it to Tyler McCullough, um, you know, and he's – you know, found our tight end some and that type of thing. So, um, but you know, when Spruce is hot, it's kind of sometimes in your own mind you think, well, should I go to him again? Uh, but I think that uh, he's doing a good job of seeing the field, doing what he's supposed to, reading the right um, keys, understanding what the what that um, defense has given us. And the other thing he's doing a good job of is he's understanding his. I think one of the things that's helping him um, is he's understanding our protections better. 
And, you know, in today's college football, people are coming from everywhere. And so he's understanding where somebody could maybe be free from and able to, if you've noticed, and he's able to move and get it off. And, and you know, we talked about him getting hit. Yeah, he's going to get some, but he's able to move and not take as abrupt a hit anymore as much. Starting to understand that, which I think is a, a, another maturity process, which gives him another little bit of time in the pocket, a little bit more time for somebody to come open. Um, and uh, he's doing a good job of throwing away when he knows he doesn't have anything either. But he's done a very good job of that. I noticed uh, there looked to be a couple scouts at practice today. Uh, has Nelson attracted more attention here in these last couple weeks from NFL scouts and people more interested, I guess, in him as a player? Uh, well, he's a junior, so they don't ask me anything about Nelson. I'm pretty sure you know, the whole country knows what he's doing. Your office doesn't like field calls from scouts who want to come to practice or something like that? Well, they, they just they come through on their – they all have – they schedule all that stuff way ahead of time. They, they come through all the time. We have scouts at basically every practice. Just different times, they hit at different times. And uh, sometimes it depends on their cycle and what they're doing and how they're doing it. And the good thing for us, practice in the morning gives our players more um, visibility because everybody else practices in the afternoon. So everybody comes here, they get off there, come here, and then they start going everywhere else. And since we practice in the morning, we usually have more scouts because they can get here instead of sleeping in, they can get some work done. Coach, I noticed on, on Saturday at times when you're, you're on the sideline kind of getting the guys, hey, get up there on the field, let's pump these guys up. With yep. a young team that's kind of riding that roller coaster, how have you had to manage that kind of excitement? And, and is it more talk? Is it more disciplined practices? Or, or have they stayed pretty steady in their response to I think they've stayed steady to understand that you got to go to work ethic. That's our, you know, basically our motto every week. We put that behind us, and then we try to go one and all again. Um, so it's a whole new week. It's a whole new game. I look at every game as a season in itself. You know, you have different injuries. You have different things. Other teams do different things. Uh, so, but, uh, you know, no, I want our team to, to enjoy the game, to watch it, to be into it, to be behind each other, to uh, be there for each other. And I think that's extremely important. I think... Um, football, college football is an emotional game. It's an exciting game. There's a lot of things to do with that. And uh, I think that uh, everybody's involved in, a, in football. Football is an interesting game. I've said it a lot of times, but it, it always blows my mind. There's 75 guys standing and watching and 11 playing. And then a guy runs in for one play and he's out. And then 10 minutes later, he runs in for one play and he's out. Um, so it, it, they have to be involved. They have to be into it. So if they're not mentally into it, they're not emotionally invested in it, we're not going to get a consistent fight for the entire time. And that's what you have to do. You have to be ready to fight at any drop of the hat. And you don't know when you're dropping the hat's going to be. And so that's a, that's a thing that we try to, um, our older guys and our younger guys are starting to really understand um, how intense it has to be, how invested you have to be, how passionate you have to be to try to be successful. It doesn't just happen. You can't just turn the switch on. It's got to be on full go all the time. And that's something these guys, almost like your drills, but you got to kind of practice that and yep. teach them that. Yeah, you do. Level. Yeah, it's a, it's a mentality. It definitely is. It's a mentality and a habit. Coach, you started the year with some rough spots on kickoff coverage. Have you started to iron those out, do you think? Or? Yeah, we've, we've ironed some out. They, they got one around the edge the other day um, on us. Um, we, we pushed him out of bounds, I think, about the 38 which isn't good. Um, but I feel like that we're doing better. We, we, we've made some in-20s. 
um, and uh, we're doing some good. I think we're doing some good things there. You know, as you have different injuries and different things happen, um, you know, that's one of the teams that Tedrick Thompson's on. You know, he's he's a gr really good open field tackle, really tough, really fast. You take him out of the mix, now you got another guy in there. So I think that uh, we're getting more and more guys um, that can do that. You can consistently have good athletes out there to because it's a it's a big time athletic play, and uh, on that situation. Could you just evaluate Addison's performance? Yeah, um, Addison uh, did well, especially not being able to practice most of the week, um, and, and was cleared, and uh, I thought he did some good things and. Um, you know, he, uh, uh, you know, him not being able to play was a little bit rusty at first, and then he kind of got, got his feel to it. And then, uh, you know, Brady Day went in there some and did some good things. And uh, we also had um, Kenneth Ogilvie played his spot some, and had Ryan Severson play. And we knew it was, it was, it was a, you know, it was a hot on that turf. It wasn't real hot outside, but it was hot on the turf. It gets a little bit hotter on the turf, especially the turf that. It's not that cool turf. It has the black pebbles in it. It gets a lot hotter. Um, so we, but I thought he did. A, I thought he did a good job. Thought he made some plays and, and did some good things. Another question for Coach. Thanks, Coach. All right. Thank you.